Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060 Tempe Phoenix, and KSLX HD2 Scottsdale Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortallaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Hour number two of Extra Point on this Wednesday, March 15th. Bob Camp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do. Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, as always, follow along with us online at kdos1060.com with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. As we were talking about the hashtag lose my number, and it's coming from uh, the comments that Aaron Rodgers is making on the Pat McAfee show in regards to what he told Adam Schefter, there are T-shirts available now. It's a little right. caricature of Aaron Rodgers in his face and a caricature of Adam Schefter in his face and a top of it in quote says lose my number. I'm sure those are uh, hot topic items and uh, limited availability. Okay, well, if you have like the character, like the actual real life head of Aaron Rodgers, that's got to be pretty big, right? Oh, well, you know, with comments like this, quote, I'm debatably the best player in franchise history, <laughs> that probably checks out. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, it's either it's either him or Don Mikowski, one of the two, as far as the best quarterback ever in Green Bay. You Bart know, star, it, kick, kick, kick bar to the curb, even though he won the first two Super Bowls. You know, it's it's a fine topic of conversation if we want to go back in the history of the, the franchise of the Green Bay Packers, but... That, first of all, you're, you're not even out the door yet, and uh, the ink hasn't even been put to the paper for you to become a New York Jet. Let's give it some time before we figure out if you're the best player in franchise history, and how about someone else comes up with that topic, not you on the Pat McAfee show. But yeah. I digress. <laughs> How can we at this point? <laughs> Just but, having a little fun. Uh, I'll, I'll, add, I'll add one thing. I'm guessing that the New York tabloids are going to be pretty funny tomorrow morning. Oh, absolutely. That'll be great. Uh, as we continue on, let's reset the scene with our poll questions today. And we'll start here with the KDOS1060.com poll question. It is first four, the final day of first four before March Madness fully gets underway tomorrow. Who wins Wednesday night in Dayton, ASU or Nevada? And there is some love now for Nevada, uh, up to 17% of the vote. ASU, though, out in front, 83%. Okay. That's a little, a little more accurate, even though, like I said earlier, no game, no, not, no score would surprise me in this game tonight. Twitter, at KDUSAM1060. Are you following Team USA in the World Baseball Classic? Team USA takes on Columbia tonight, 7 p.m. FS1. Merrill Kelly from the Diamondbacks is slated to get the start. No out in front, though, at 80% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 20%. Not probably the result MLB would be hoping for such a question. Pick the winner of the basketball bonanza by going to KDOS1060.com, entering the basketball blitz contest from Desert Diamond Casino West Valley. If you correctly pick the winner, you will go into one big pot for your chance at $2,000. Also, what are the odds of like cor correctly picking the winner? So you have a pretty good chance here. $2,000, a great opportunity to have some fun with the basketball blitz and be a big winner. While you're at it, join Desert Diamond Casino West Valley to watch all the basketball games at Winner's 
Sports Bar, Winter Sports Bar, serving up great food and drinks, surrounded by wall-to-wall screens, plus Arizona's best local sports book. Once again, for the contest, correctly pick the winner for the basketball bonanza, kdos1060.com to enter. Don't Our- pick Mississippi State would be my, my suggestion. <laughs> I think that's a wise, wise suggestion. Just trying to help everybody out there. We'll get into York phone call 602-260-1060 around 11.15 if you'd like to join the program. We do need to discuss the Phoenix Suns last night falling to the Milwaukee Bucks 116-104. to 104. Giannis, 36 points on 11 of 23. But holy smokes, this is a stat line for a game. 14 of 24 from the foul line. Giannis alone, he had more free throw attempts than the Suns combined, who had 14 of 16. Brooke Lopez added in 21 points. Jay Crowder in 24 minutes off the bench, 11 points, 5 rebounds. As for the Suns, Devin Booker led the way with 30 points, 13 of 27, 1 of 3 from 3, 8 and 16 points, 8 of 19 and 8 rebounds. But the Suns have now lost three in a row. Yeah, Booker was complete. He played the entire fourth quarter. He was, I think, actually, I believe he might even play the entire second half, but definitely the fourth quarter. He had 17 points in the third quarter. He had three in the fourth. And the Sun, this was a 97 97 game. And the Suns got outscored 19 7 to end the game. Uh, they had foul issues. Obviously, you mentioned the Giannis free throw thing, but just team foul issues in the fourth quarter. They uh, got three fouls on one possession, and uh, they had, uh, I don't know what the final total was, they had at least six or seven turnovers in that fourth quarter. They were atrocious in the fourth quarter. Uh, both these teams played on Monday night, so that it wasn't, you know, like they both, they were both in the Bay Area, in fact, on Monday night. And, uh, you know, I don't think it was, uh, you know, what, they've actually had a bunch of home games, the Suns, against teams that played the night before. Uh, and traveled here and the Suns hadn't so that wasn't an excuse anymore they just got their butts kicked in the fourth quarter and I've mentioned for a few weeks running now that I think Milwaukee's the best team and obviously they've been the best team lately they're 21 and 2 in their last 23 games and they've had guys coming in and out of the lineup and they're still 21 and 2 including Middleton who had 31 points on Monday night in the win at Sacramento, and he was a load management dude last night and didn't play. Yeah, load management, and in addition to that, Drew Holiday really didn't have a great game offensively That's for true. himself, uh, and no yep. Grayson Allen for the Bucks last night. Correct. That's all accurate, 100% on your part there. Uh, they also... I, they got out-rebounded, the Suns did. Now, you're going to get out-rebounded when you play the Bucks. They're the best rebounding team in the league, and it looks really... Like it was maybe kind of even by the end of the game. It was, you know, they were only the Bucks only plus five. But it, until the garbage time there at the end, this was they, they still had a double digit rebound margin. The Suns got a bunch of rebounds at the end of the game, which didn't mean squat. Uh, so, but they got crushed in the boards. Aiton was really bad last night. He got to a really good start. And then obviously, you know, with Giannis shooting 700 free throws, he and others got into massive foul problems. And, that really slowed Aiton down, but he wasn't very good after the first quarter when he was on the floor. Uh, so you mentioned the Bucks being the best team in the NBA. The ESPN NBA Power Rankings would also agree with that. Uh, they are number one on that list, and they're staying at number one. Number two is the Boston Celtics, up from three. 
Number three on the list. They've been, they've been playing poorly, though, lately. I'm, I'm a little surprised at that. I guess you have to have somebody number two. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And I guess it'll... the Nuggets aren't playing well either. Correct. That'll make sense here because number three is the 76ers, which is up from the fourth position. And then four is the Nuggets down from the second position because they have now lost four straight and have really hit a rough patch. That's true. So it's my favorite time to throw in the trust word, right? I don't care if the Sixers win every game between now and the end of the season. I don't trust them when it matters. That's fair. Uh, I think we have question marks, and, and we've kind of gone through this a couple of times uh, last week. Just, you know, who do you trust, especially in the West? <laughs> Sounds like it's a song, yeah, like a, you know, who do you trust? The George Thorogood song or something. Uh, I, you know, other than the Bucks, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I trust really anybody in the East and as far as the West. I would have said the Nuggets, at least in the regular season, but once again, considering their horrendous playoff history with mainly the same cast of characters and the same head coach here, uh, when they've been in really you know, advantageous situations, including a 3-1 lead against Utah in the bubble, and they spit that away. Uh, you know, can, you, can you trust the Nuggets in the postseason? And then you have the Warriors, who are just horrendous on the road, and they start a massive road trip. I believe, I believe it's either tonight or tomorrow night. They play like five straight road games, uh, and that's probably not going to work out well for them. Uh, continuing with the power rankings here from ESPN, number five is actually the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they yeah. are staying at number five. Number six is the Sacramento Kings up from the eighth position. Seventh is the Grizzlies up from the ninth position. The Knicks are ninth down from the seventh position, and the Warriors staying at ten. Yeah, I guess that kind of all makes sense. I, yeah, I can't imagine just you, know, you change these on a daily basis. I think they do these power rankings every week or so. But, uh, I mean, just depending on what happened in the last 24 hours, you probably want to change them by tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of the way that things are and just how volatile everything is, and we've talked about it numerous times in the West, let's just go through it with the Suns losing three in a row. Uh, the Nuggets are still atop the West at 46 and 23, despite their four straight losses. The Grizzlies, though, are now in second at 41 and 26. The Kings in third at 40 and 27, and the Suns now in fourth at 37 and 32. The Warriors in fifth. At 36 and 33, the Clippers, 6, 36 and 33. Timberwolves in seventh at 35 and 34. The Thunder have boosted themselves up to eighth at 34 and 35. And the Mavericks down to 34 and 35 without having, you know, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic and figuring out how to get those guys to play, uh, one, be on the court, but then two, play well and win games together. Hasn't gone well so far. Tenth is the Lakers at 34 and 35, and the Jazz sitting in 11th at 33 and 36. Just a couple of quick things here. The Warriors, I mentioned the road trip. Yeah, they they have they're finally going to make up this differential of you know they played you know considerably more home games than they have road games, and now with this road trip, that's going to change a little bit. Needless to say, they are seven and 26 on the road. And yeah, that's bad. <laughs> They, that, that is not good. You're right. That's their bad. That's bad. And also, I don't have handy the uh, their defensive you know, points per game allowed on the road. I mean, they're not atrocious at home. They're they're actually 29 and seven at home as far as a record goes. But their defense on the road is you know I know as of like two weeks ago it was like next to wor- next to last or worst and uh, you you pick the category. 
and defensively they're just atrocious. And on the other hand, the Clippers, who are the one team I actually think uh, could kind of get it together, you know, that takes some hoping and whatever, and needless to say, uh, load management, I don't think you have that for the postseason, but they certainly have been careful of that in the regular season. But if they all, if they, those guys all play you know, consistently for a week or two and say the postseason, I could see a scenario where they kind of get it together. But the Clippers have been not good at home. They're like 18 and 15 at home, but I have no idea how it breaks down of the games that, you know, George and Kawhi have sat out at home and road. So I'm guessing that they probably have uh, been rested more at home than they have on the road so far this season. That's just my guess. Uh, you know, this has been kind of a pivotal stretch for the Suns, uh, you know, it, it, when it comes down to some tiebreaker opportunities. So if you look at the Suns in the next stretch of five games for them, uh, March 16th, so tomorrow, they're home against the Magic. Then uh, March 19th, they're on the road against the Thunder. March 22nd, on the road against the Lakers. March 24th, uh, on the road against the Kings. And then March 25th, home against the 76ers. So uh, in in terms of some standings here, you can toss out the magic, but certainly the Thunder, Lakers, and Kings are all going to be interesting. That's true. But then again, I'm really not familiar with the schedules for the other teams. So uh, other than the Warriors who started, they mentioned on Monday night on the ESPN broadcast, their road schedule here, and obviously the road record I already mentioned, their road schedule, these next you know, four or five games here, they start this road trip. But, it, it's hard to imagine they're just going to turn it on and become, whoa, we're really good on the road now, and we're going to stop somebody occasionally. I wanted to make mention of this, and I didn't really know when I was going to fit it in, but now it makes the perfect sense to do so. So last week, I got this email from the the Masters, and I was like, oh, am I being invited? That's great. <laughs> no, that's not the case. They just no. want to offer up a 2023 hosting kit. So if you want to have a little party, you could bring the egg salad to your house. You can get the wonderful pimento cheese that is so famous. Uh, you can get all the cookies and, of course, the uh, barbecue potato chips and everything that they have over at Augusta National. You can bring that with you to your hosting party. But the reason that I bring this up now is because the official Masters dinner from Scotty Scheffler has been released, and I wanted to see if you would be all on board with this dinner. Uh, all right. Cheeseburger sliders. Ooh, that's a good start. Firecracker shrimp. I know that's you're not okay. a shrimp guy. Yeah, that'd be you, right? Yes, that'd be me. Okay, so we're, we're both happy to this point. Correct. Tortilla soup. Okay, that's more me then. Uh, <laughs> Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish. Shocking. I could do the Texas ribeye steak. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. And then you top it all off with a warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. Oh, I could definitely do that. I could do more than one cookie, I bet. <laughs> So that yeah. is the uh, Masters dinner for one Scotty Scheffler, who at this point, uh, his odds last week to win on the FanDuel Sportsbook app were still 13 to 1. They're now sitting okay. at 8 and a half to 1. So okay, let me add one other quick thing here. I love that ESPN commercial advertising the Masters because they have Ray Charles singing Georgia. Oh, so okay. I, I think that I just kind of go, whoa, this is kind of cool. So I like that. Uh, I get goosebumps. Just yeah. waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. We're almost there. We got to get through the Valspar first. 
Don't get me all excited just yet. No Ray, no Ray Charles song for that. No. Just the snake pit. That's true. Whatever that is. 602-260-1060 if you'd like to join the program. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, NFL free agency discussion, March Madness. If you would like to comment on whether or not you'd be all on board with Scotty Scheffler's Masters Dinner, whatever sports related, 602-260-1060, the Phoenix Suns as well. It is the Extra Point. Easy Sports Talk with former NFL and MLB player Ed Smith and co-host Javon Adams airs Saturday mornings 10 to noon on KDUS AM 1060. It was kind of a bit of an ominous uh, rejoin bump there for a second. KDOS AM 1060. It is the extra point here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS 1060.com and with the new KDOS 1060 app on this Wednesday, March 15th. Bob Camp, Kayla Mortolaro, as promised, we're heading on out to the phone lines and we'll go to Rob in Mesa. Rob, what's on your mind? Uh, a little March Madness, if we can. Absolutely. Um, I got a rule. Uh, I'm, everybody, I think, always looks at the 12-5 the, uh, matchups. Now, College of Charleston's got 31, 32 wins, something like that, going against, um, now it's slipping my mind, uh, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Can, do you see anything happening with that one? It's possible. Um, I like San Diego State's team. Uh, certainly defensively, they're really good. College of Charleston. Uh, not played the greatest of schedules uh, when they actually did play uh, some you know, better opponents. They actually did pretty well against them, quite frankly. Uh, but I, I kind of wish, yeah, you know, I like San Diego State's team. Uh, like they're certainly tremendous defensively. They're never going to be pleasing to watch on offense, but they're better than they have been. Uh, you know, I would maybe be interested in College of Charleston and you know, getting the points, but I'm not really too sure I'm going to move them too far in the bracket. In fact, I'm not. I think San Diego State wins the game. Okay, another one. I know Duke's probably one of the hottest teams going into the tournament, and they're playing an Oral Roberts team that's got some kid that's like seven five, can hit three pointers. Um, I think they got both guards back from their run last year. Do you see anything happening in that one? Or do you think Duke's uh, just going to keep keep going? I think Duke's playing really well. I mean, yeah, you know, Oral Roberts two two years ago. Oral Roberts was that two years ago or three years ago? Yeah. Whenever they had the tournament in the bubble, uh, they uh, beat Ohio State, and uh, that was Ohio State's best team under Chris Holtman. I'm not sure if Chris Holtman's going to be their coach by the end of the day. Quite frankly, at Ohio State, lots of talk about him maybe going to Notre Dame, which we heard for the first time like two months ago. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But Duke, actually, when they've had all their players this year, which hasn't been that often, but when they've had all those scholarship players this season, they've lost one time. And once they went to the two-guard offense, uh, they've really been very good. And this is the first time in several years where we can say that Duke is a really good defensive team. You know, even the last few years of Coach K, they weren't very good on defense, and they just basically had to win games by outscoring people. And uh, but they're healthy right now. They're playing well. They obviously ended the season strongly. So I like Duke in that game. I think Oral Roberts is getting a little too much hype here. Okay, understood. Uh, and then I got an eight-nine matchup. Two Jekyll and Hyde teams. Um, Arkansas and the Fighting Illini. Um, I, I think if they both get out and run, it should be an exciting game. 
if Illinois gets into that chucking up stupid threes like they've done a lot this year, yes, um, I, there's I, they they can defend all right. They I think they can't get into that chucking up threes. I, that's I, it drives me crazy, Bob. Between them and Arizona State, the two teams and the team here, both chucking up stupid three pointers all game long. I, I I don't get it. That's I think the coaching coaching thing, but. What do you see with Arkansas? Because they're a Jekyll and Hyde team also. They're actually just as bad as Arizona State and Illinois chucking up threes. Uh, that's right. uh, clearly Arkansas's weakness. They don't take advantage of Nick Smith enough uh, when he's playing, and he's been playing for the last few games. Uh, that's a game to, when I saw that draw, and I was really irritated because I wanted to go against Arkansas and Illinois. Uh, so... <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of interest in betting on that game particularly, but uh, I'm going to take. Uh, if I had to take somebody, I got to take. I got to do this. You know, I'm in a, a a draft where I draft. We draft every team in the bracket, and I'm doing that this afternoon. And if I have a choice, if I had to take a, either Arkansas or Illinois in that situation, I would take Arkansas because I do think that they have a higher quote ceiling than Illinois, and I want no part of any team that Brad Underwood coaches these days. I think he has underachieved dramatically at Illinois. Obviously, had the number one seed a couple of years ago and petered out then. And I just – I, I, I hate watching them play because I think they should be better. I, I agree 100%. It's so frustrating. What I didn't understand, Illinois gets a nine seed. Penn State gets a ten seed. Beat Illinois three times this year and went all the way to the finals of the – you know, Big Ten tournament. I, I didn't understand that one at all. So I think maybe well, Illinois Penn's, got a little too much. Yeah, maybe. But Penn State was not even in this tournament until the last seven or eight days. I mean, they were really okay. bad. They were really bad much of the season. So uh, yeah, it's the whole season that it's not who's playing the best at the end. I know they used gotcha. to have the last ten te- last ten games, and then they actually had the last t- uh, twelve games of his season. Uh, we're, we're one of the dynamics and one of the metrics that they use, the NCAA tournament committee used. They threw that out. Uh, clearly, if you look at just the whole course of the season, yeah, Penn State, uh, you know, like I said, they haven't been good for the majority of the season. They got hot at the right time. And they're a team I'm looking to play against, by the way, is you know, immediately. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, I'm, do you think we're going to get to uh, Gonzaga, UCLA? Uh, you they know, make their way through the bracket? I'm really concerned about UCLA's injury situation. Um, and I don't think Gonzaga is that good. Uh, I know that they look great in the last two, two games that they played, the last two meetings against St. Mary's. But I, I've never been on St. Mary's bandwagon all year. So I'm not on this. I'm not, I'm not a big Gonzaga fan, have not been all year long. And I'm not going to change because they finished the season hot. Well, I'll leave you with this, Bob. If Illinois does get through Arkansas in Iowa, um, they, they, they're going to have Bill Self sitting there looking at him with Kansas, and that cannot be a good thing. Um, so hopefully they can get the one in, but I, I'm kind of iffy on that one. Thanks for the time. Yeah. The revenge game. Is that a revenge game against Bill Self? He's been gone for a while. I, I, I wouldn't call it a revenge game. There's been, <laughs> you know, There's been a couple other coaches between there, so... That's right. He left them high and dry, though. So. Well, that, that's college basketball. He's not the that, only one that's done that. I think it's worked out rather well for self doing that, by the way. Of course. Thanks, yeah. Bob. 
Okay. 602-260-1060 is the number. We'll get to phone calls here in just one second. So Rob didn't get to the other half of the bracket here when he was going through the 5 and the 12. And, and these are the ones that uh, we had certainly talked about here with your 5 matchup being Miami up against Drake at 12. Are you pulling out an upset with Drake? I would love to, but this Miami injury situation is concerning. Well, and the number, this number would have been four or five if it wasn't for Miami's big man getting hurt in the first minute of the uh, ACC tournament when they played against uh, Duke. There's no value betting on Drake in this game, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm just going to, you know, once again, I get to this pool and I'm going to do this after this draft this afternoon. If I have to take one of those two teams, I'm going to take Drake, but I'm not uh, enthusiastic about betting on them because, I mean, it's like a pick em. I mean, give me a break. I mean, a week ago, this is you're getting three, four, five points, and now you're to pick them. That's there's zero value for me to bet Drake in the first game. Five St. Mary's and twelve VCU. Can VCU pull off that upset? Actually, I like them. Uh, you know, I don't really like their team that much, but once again, as I mentioned, I'm not a St. Mary's guy. And uh, if you are uh, into the how the season finished type of thing, St. Mary's the last two times they played against uh, Gonzaga had no chance in those games. This is a contrast of styles game. You know, St. Mary's wants to play as slow as humanly possible. And uh, VCU, while it's not quite the shock of smart teams, uh, the uh, havoc and all that that they had back in the day, you know, they still want to speed you up and, uh, They've got two really good guards, and they have been able to speed up teams like a Dayton, for instance, in conference play that want to try to slow you down. 602-260-1060 is the number. Back out to the KDOS hotline. Matt in Phoenix. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great. Good. I just want to give you my final four, which is sure to go wrong. Uh, Alabama, <laughs> Duke, Texas, and Connecticut. And I have Texas over Alabama in the championship game. Um, so there's my stance. Um, wanted to ask you about, about two baseball things really quick. Um, uh, is the Dodgers season over before it has begun? Why? Well, the Freeman, uh, concerns. Um, I think I, I read that Gonsolin is probably not going to be ready to start the season. Um, uh, and I, I'm just not sure if they're very good. Well, that part I'm, you know, there's, you know, there's 700 teams that make the playoffs now, this so it's kind of like, uh, unfortunately, it's turning into the NBA, uh, where, you know, as well. yeah, who, yeah, okay, I'll take your word for that, <laughs> um, but you know, whoever's actually healthy at the end of the season, yeah. that's all that Good matters, yeah. and uh, so you know, doesn't really bother me too much if guys are hurt in April at this point, and. Okay. Yeah, the Dodgers have actually, you know, was it three years ago where they got off to the horrendous Historically start? very slow starters. They yeah. basically bagged the first two months and then <laughs> yeah. still ran they away with it? Torrid pace, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so I wouldn't be too concerned about okay. them so far. And, and uh, It's not like the Padres are a model of health at the moment this either, by the way. This is absolutely yeah. fair. Uh, maybe that's good for my Diamondbacks position. And speaking of the Diamondbacks, I, did, I just wanted to mention something. Um, I've heard multiple interviews this uh, winter with Corbin Carroll, and I'm not sure I've ever been as impressed with a young man as I am with him. He is unbelievably impressive in interviews. He actually pauses to think about questions. He's very intellectual, um, hard, you know, hard thinker, 
Um, I, I see why the Diamondbacks paid him just from a human being standpoint, not to mention how elite he can be on the field. So that's just something I wanted to mention because I have been tremendously impressed this offseason with Corbin Carroll. So he's a total opposite of me. He doesn't think through. I don't think things through and uh, intellectual and smart, and I don't do any of those things. So yeah. good for him. <laughs> he, he's tremendous. So And then lastly, I know we talked about the Mets pitching depth a few weeks ago. I guess it's a good thing they have it because uh, the, the Quintana news and, um, you know, we're going to have to use both Peterson and McGill here early in the season. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, the you know, the you know, Quintana, I don't know how good he is anyway. I know he had some good moments last year after he the did. trade to St. Louis, but yeah, yep. I mean, I yeah, could you were they really counting on him to be really good? I don't know. I think a fifth starter, you know, eat some innings, kind of that Chris Bassett type, not as good in okay. terms of the numbers, but you know, just kind of a Give me five innings and uh, of decent baseball, and, and let's get to the bullpen. So that that sounds fair. Yeah. All right, guys, I appreciate it as always, and uh, I'm not betting this week, but uh, Kayla, I think it's finally Tommy Fleetwood week. You know what? I'd love to see it, but he just doesn't win. You're right. <laughs> it's a shame. Whoops. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. Six zero two two sixty ten sixty is always the number to get involved. A few other just fun little. Mick, Mick Fleetwood used to win all the time back in the. That was a different, different deal there. But, <laughs> different era, different sport. Yeah, well, you yeah, Fleetwood back. I mean, he was uh, he was a winner every night. Oh, okay, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, musicians can be a sport too. That's true. Trying to figure out how to. He, I don't know if he ever played basketball, but he is extremely tall, dude. <laughs> so, I always wondered how do you fit behind that drum kit there. Speaking of. Uh, basketball. The first one seed to lose in the NCAA tournament. If you want to take a, a bet on this, Kansas at plus 150, Alabama at plus 400, Purdue at plus 240, Houston at plus 450. With all the talk about Purdue, I was surprised that they were not leading the way here with the least best odds to be the first one seed to lose in the NCAA tournament. But we'll have much more coming up. I think the Sasser injury plays a role here for Houston. Extra point, KDOS AM 1060. Have you downloaded the KDOS AM 1060 skill for Alexa yet? Dude, Alexa is frustrated. No matter how many times do you ask, the answer is male chicken. Once you're ready, say Alexa, open KDOS AM 1060 to listen to your favorite shows. Extra point on this Wednesday, March 15th. Bob Cam, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Before we get to poll questions, we had gone to break there with the first one seed to lose in the NCAA tournament with Kansas at plus 150, Alabama plus 400, Purdue plus 240, and Houston plus 450. Kansas, though, According to uh, the AP, Bill Self's status for Kansas's opener in the NCAA tournament is uncertain after treatment for blocked arteries in his heart. Assistant coach Norm Roberts says the Jayhawks remain hopeful that he will be on the bench when they play on Thursday. So that's the latest status on Bill Self with Kansas. Yeah, I don't think you're going to need him for the first game. I mean, they've one of the heaviest favorites, if not the heaviest favorite in the entire first round. I think Alabama and Kansas land the most, I believe it is. I think you're right. 
When it comes to uh, Arizona Cardinals signing news, uh, official, the team has re-signed offensive lineman Will Hernandez. In addition to that, they have signed Ezekiel Turner to a one-year contract. So that's the latest free agency news for the Arizona Cardinals. Mike Tanier, we had on the last hour an excellent point that uh, you you can't lose your entire offensive line. Uh, you know, other than, you know, you know, they're in left tackle. I mean, everybody else is a free agent. So they, you know, they re-signed Beecham now and, and, uh, you know, the Hernandez thing, it makes some sense. Even though the Hernandez thing is interesting because remember he played with his, uh, was playing for his college coach and the college coach is no longer on the Cardinals coaching staff. Good point. Now it's time for poll questions, and we'll do the KDOS1060.com poll question first with ASU uh, attempting to keep dancing away into March Madness. Who wins Wednesday night in Dayton, ASU or Nevada? I have no idea. Uh, Forced to pick, which we're forced to pick here with this question. I would take ASU. I will say a couple of things to look for in this game tonight. One is the tempo. ASU wants to get up and down, obviously. You know, they want to play somewhat of a frantic uh, style of play. Nevada does not want to do that. You know, they are clearly a half-court-oriented team. The other thing is that ASU plays a lot of dudes. Uh, They play up to 10 in the first half of a game. Nevada is pretty much six or seven guys. In fact, they're starting five. Pretty amazing in this day and age of basketball and sports in general. I know that they, as we talked about earlier, they've had some injuries, but you know they're starting five. They've got three guys that have started every game, all 32. They've got another guy who has started 31 games, and their fifth starter has started 29 games. Uh, so they've certainly been, as far as that part, intact. So we'll see. But I would think that uh, the the depth and the other thing about this game too, back to that tempo thing. The reason that Nevada's been able to control the tempo is they've averaged only 10 turnovers per game. That is 24th best in the country. Obviously, ASU wants to force you into turnovers. ASU presses some. And as we learned uh, in the uh, in the sports zone today, you know, Nevada does play some zone defense. And if I'm playing against ASU, we've seen the ASU have some serious issues against some zone defenses. I think the best thing for ASU during the Pac-12 is there's not that many teams in the Pac-12 that play zone defense. Even Thad, you know, Tad Boyle at Colorado, who has publicly said he hates playing zone defense, played some zone against ASU here, and ASU was completely per, uh, perplexed as to what to do, and they lost that game in the last few minutes because they couldn't solve the Colorado zone. This all comes down to Des Cambridge, right? Like, if he plays well, they win if he doesn't play well then it's more of a struggle uh nevada also isn't coming in playing well uh they uh lost 81 77 to san jose state in the mountain west tournament on day two they're two and four in their last six games uh asu had the buzzer beater in tucson then they did have the two losses in la but then the two wins over oregon state and usc in the pac-12 tournament for the loss to u of a they're playing some better basketball of late comparatively to nevada so i would lean in the direction of asu i understand that approach 
ASU out in front, 75% of the vote. Nevada sitting at 25%. For a detailed breakdown of the Wolfpack, uh, you can hear the interview with Chris Murray from Nevada Sportsnet that Bob conducted over at KDUS1060.com. Speaking of the next poll question, let's flip this on over to Twitter at KDUSAM1060. Are you following Team USA in the World Baseball Classic? Uh, Tonight, it's supposed to be... Team USA against Columbia. USA is two and one. Columbia is one and one. Merrill Kelly expected to get the start uh, start time seven p.m. on FS1 tonight. Personally, I'm not watching any of the games, but I do read up on it and figure out what's going on and and how uh, Team USA is doing. And they just came off of an offensive explosion, uh, so I can understand though that there is draw, there is interest, there is enthusiasm for a chance for some players to to get to play with each other, to represent their country. So I understand the concept of everything behind it. The concept is you know, to basically, it, it seems like the U.S. is least, con, uh, least interested in this than certainly most of the other, at least the, the countries that are expected to challenge for the championship here. Yeah, and that's in part because obviously – I know Major League Baseball came up with this idea, and I think that they're somewhat you know, happy about it, uh, even though these poll results, I don't think, exactly back that up. Uh, to answer the question, from my perspective, I've watched like 10 minutes of the World Baseball Classic so far, and quite frankly, the only reason I know anything that's happened so far, uh, other than injuries, which I'm following for fantasy baseball purposes, is uh, the only other reason is that we have the spring training report uh, brought to you by Porta Subs Daily, and that includes uh, what's going on with Team USA. As long as Team USA is playing, let's just assume that Team USA is not playing or whenever they get eliminated, I will not include what's going on in the World Baseball Classic most likely during the uh, spring training report. Uh, on Twitter, at KDUSAM1060, the masses are on the no side of things at 75% of the vote. Yes, sitting at 25%. Uh, speaking of things that we have going on over at KDUS1060.com, pick the winner of the basketball bonanza uh, by going to KDUS1060.com. If you correctly pick the winner, you go into one big pot for your chance at $2,000, brought to you by Desert Diamond Casino West Valley. It's a great opportunity to have some fun with the basketball blitz and be a big winner. Winner. You can also watch all the games over at Winner's Sports Bar. Winner's Sports Bar serving up great food and drinks surrounded by wall-to-wall screens, plus Arizona's best local sports book. And right now, one lucky caller. Let's go with caller number three. 602-260-1060 is the winner of the $25 voucher to Winner's Sports Bar at Desert Diamond Casino to watch all of these basketball games. As I mentioned, the wall-to-wall screens, great food and drinks over at Desert Diamond Casino West Valley. 602 260 1060 caller three and while you're at it kdus1060.com to enter the basketball blitz contest correctly select the winner of the basketball bonanza and you go into one big pot for your chance at two thousand dollars courtesy of desert diamond casino west valley caller three 602 260 1060 we wrap up today's edition of extra point with uh Lots lots in store, and I definitely want to make sure we have some time to get into what uh, ASU President Michael Crow had to say to the state press. So we'll get into that on the other side of the break. It is the Extra Point.
James Out West brings NFL, NBA, MLB, and local sports talk to you Monday night starting at 7 on KDUS AM 1060 and the KDUS 1060 app. on KDOS AM 1060 on this Wednesday, March 15th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. But guess what time it is again, Bob? It is thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else up to the cracks. Also, our guests today, we had ASU and Nevada preview Chris Murray. Excellent information and stats to back up his thoughts, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, Chris with Nevada Sports. Uh, net.com and also of course we were on the nfl with mike tanier of football outsiders who had some interesting and funny comments about aaron Rodgers. at this point it's not that hard to have funny comments about aaron Rodgers, though so mike had other stuff too uh sound of the day courtesy of espn fs1 valley sports arizona fox and also true tv special thanks as always to uh kayla and Corey and aaron and kayla's going to tell us now what's coming up next up next, right here on KDUS AM 1060 from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, and the Sports Who with Dave Rooster Beerstein from 5 to 6. So, here's what I wanted to make sure we address today. I saw this early this morning, and it came from the state press. Uh, they were able to have a sit-down interview with ASU President Michael Crow, an array of topics that they were able to discuss, a couple of the ones that certainly stood out to me, one being the Pac-12 media rights negotiations. According to President Michael Crow, those Pac-12 media rights negotiations are in the final stages, and he also goes on to say that the school is committed to playing in the Pac-12 conference, that there has been no conversations with the Big 12. So that's the first element of, of okay. T- what time he said. Time out right there, because I, I see that Dr. Robbins in Tucson has said almost exactly the same thing. So they must be uh, in alliance and putting out a yeah. strategic message uh, on Correct. this front. My thought, too. And then I'm also wondering if this is the Big 12 trying to placate to something in the media to try to, you know, who knows, right? Who knows? Well, they've been aggressively, you know, I think at least publicly aggressive. I don't know how much you know, behind the scenes aggressive, but certainly they seems as if they've been pursuing uh, you know, big, uh, you know, Pac-12 uh, uh, schools to join the Big 12 for since the USC and UCLA thing. Then the other thing that stood out to me here, uh, that Ray Anderson was discussing the need for improvements to Desert Financial Arena, and he called the situation dire. In response to this, Michael Crowe told the state press, quote, I don't know what he meant by dire. You've been there. It's completely functional. It's actually a fine facility and just needs some updates. He added... Quote, the facility is completely functional. It does not determine if we win basketball games at all. I'm going to beg to differ on this uh, with uh, you know, Mr. Crow. Uh, I was first in the, I uh, used to be the activity center. It was kind of supposedly state of the art in the 70s. 
Uh, the high school I attended, the Canandora High School, Harvard of the Southwest, and Athlete Factory, played the state championship game in that arena in 1975. And I've been in a lot of arenas before, during, and since. And that arena is way behind almost everybody else. And I can't imagine that it's a real help recruiting-wise for ASU basketball. Yeah, I just thought that that comment really, I mean, yes, it doesn't physically determine whether or not the game is won or lost on the court. However, it has a lot to do with what you're able to you know, sell for, for recruits and for families coming yep. to the arena. It also has a lot to do for the atmosphere of what fans walk into. There's a whole host of things that go into just the atmosphere and the surrounding nature of it. And to your point, it's a facility that is certainly behind the times that just seemed like a very... Um, uh, choosing not to address the situation. Yeah, and if you actually just compare you know, McHale and you know whatever, what do we call? I, f- I forgot what we now call the ASU Arena. Desert Financial. Okay, my bad. My apologies there. Um, obviously, I don't do business with them. I remember who it is. Uh, but uh, you know, there's no comparison to McHale really at any point in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and beyond to this point as opposed to whatever the ASU facility is called, whatever time we're talking about. Uh, the other thing that I'm just seeing here from Adrian Warren-Janowski, that the NBA is suspending uh, John Morant for eight games without pay for conduct detrimental to the league. John Morant uh, had checked into a rehab facility in Florida. He was there for a day, maybe two days. Uh, then he had left and gone to New York to speak with Adam Silver. And now this is apparently what is transpiring in regards to John Morant and the league punishment for the incident stemming from him uh, at the nightclub in Colorado. Well, I think there's other stuff going on, too. There's been lots of allegations about him and his friends uh, for a while. And uh, unfortunately, I think it's safe to say that uh, the NBA you know, kind of put at stake. Uh, uh, you know, one of the faces of the, of the, of the NBA is John Morant and um, thinking that they'd like to take that back about now. Speaking of ASU. The play-in game against Nevada is tonight around 6.10 p.m. on True TV. Hope everyone has a fantastic Wednesday. And the Sports Zone with Bob Kemp set to get things started for you locally tomorrow at 9 a.m. Talk to you then.